Rory O'Hagan, Tomás Saleri here with you until 7pm this evening. Lots to get through on the show tonight. We're wrapping up all the day's action, including a win for Cork Camogie today uh, against Kilkenny down in Porky Rain. We'll also be discussing the Six Nations after Scotland's win over France has blown the entire tournament wide open. We'll talk to the young Cork boxer James Powers. He prepares to move to California on a full-time basis for the next stage in his career. We're going to talk to the Cork man who started a Zen MMA programme away from men to practice good mental health and train in MMA at the same time as well. And we're going to get you up to date in the Premier League, United leading City in the Manchester Derby. You're listening to The Big Red Bench on Cork Trail FM. Glad you could join us on this Sunday evening. Rory and Tomas here with you for the next hour talking all things sport. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can text the show. 0868104106 is the place to send your text. You can send us a WhatsApp on that as well. Now, we have a pair of tickets as well to give away to Cork City and Bohemians happening this coming Friday night. Uh, down at Turnus Cross Course, Cork City beaten uh, over the weekend against the same Pats. Disappointing result for City as they look to get back now. Back on track against Bohemians at Turnus Cross on Friday. You can hear our interview with Neil Fenn on the Big Red Bench podcast from yesterday. But if you'd like a pair of tickets to Cork City and Bohemians, all you have to do is text the words Rebel Army and your name to 086 8104 086 8104 You can uh, send us WhatsApp uh, with that as well and we will draw out the winner before the end of the programme before we hand you over to Alan Donovan for Green on Red. All right, going to wrap up today's action. Tomas, how are you, sir? I'm great, Rory. Yourself? Not too bad now at all, at all, at all, indeed. It's been a kind of a weird weekend for sport, I suppose. We've been kind of in a holding pattern because the Ireland Italy game is called off, was called off or postponed. We didn't know what to do with ourselves over the weekend. Yeah, I think it's it's been a tough one. Look, it's obviously blown the Six Nations wide open, the result with Scotland. Mm. But look, with everything that's going on with the virus, look, it doesn't look like the Italian game will be played anytime soon. So yeah. even a French game next week will probably be in doubt now. Um, so it's kind of it's weird times for, for sport, definitely. And even in the UK, you see the United City game, you'd question how long more that they'll be allowed, let, let people into stadiums. And even with Cheltenham now, the next few days, it's probably worth too much to the economy at the moment yeah. before they cancel it. But yeah, it's strange times uh, for everyone, really, yeah, business and sport. So. Yeah. It's mad. Certainly, certainly is. All maybe, right. maybe the car curlers are better off. They're not in any league. <laughs> league knockout stages. But um, yeah, look, today's action, we'll go straight to the Premier League where in the Manchester Derby, it's currently United leading 1-0. Meanwhile, Chelsea have beaten Everton and Guy Swindles was there. Chelsea 4, Everton 0. Chelsea understandably taking their feet off the accelerator a bit after really wrapping up these points within the first hour of the match, by which time they were already four goals ahead. They've created further chances since. There's been an excellent first premiership start for Billy Gilmore, who's been at the heart of much of their best stuff from Chelsea. Everton just simply have never really got going. One of those days. Chelsea 4, Everton 0. Yeah, cracking win for Chelsea this afternoon Manchester United still leading 75 minutes on the clock there at Old Trafford Anthony Martial with the goal on the half hour mark which was a, a good goal maybe soft from a City point of view but um, City on the attack here as they try and get back into this game I'd imagine it's kind of a weird feeling for Manchester United fans knowing that if they win here it's just handing the Premier League title to Liverpool Yeah but look I think their their whole focus now is to get into the top four mm. um, obviously with the, the revenues 
that that they're relying on to, to you know at United in particular being in the Champions League attracting players as well. So yeah, look, they have to get the win. I think it's uh, it's a done deal anyway. The old uh, the old Premier League, unfortunately. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but as things stand, if United were to win one nil here, after if if they were to get all three points here, there'd be three points behind Chelsea, uh, Chelsea in that fourth Champions League spot. And earlier in the Championship, Derby County ran out three nil winners over Blackburn Rovers. Derby are now five points off the playoff spots. After back-to-back defeats, Rangers got back to winning ways in the Scottish Premiership. Ryan Kent's second-half goal was enough to secure them a 1-0 win uh, at Ross County. Yeah, still not a hope they're going to catch Celtic. Yeah. Anyway. No, it means that Derd's side are now moved back to within 13 points at leader Celtic at the top of the table. UEFA have joined the Premier League in banning pre-match handshakes in their competitions until further notice. It's after recommendations from the World Health Organization to minimise the potential transmission of the coronavirus. It means there'll be no handshakes in the Champions League and Europa, Europa League matches played next week. And we've taken that on board in the big red bench today as well. You came in as like to ask Yeah, I was trying. I was looking forward to giving you a hug as well today. <laughs> no, you know, we, we've, we've got to be. We can't be too careful. I waited all week. <laughs> I'm sorry, buddy. In Gaelic games in the little national football league, Cork have lost out to Donegal and Banny Shannon this afternoon. Donegal two six. Cork eight points was the final score there. Yeah, a bit of a surprise for that one, considering the run that Cork were on and uh, Donegal are kind of uh, in a bit of relegation uh, bother with that result. Uh, certainly helping Donegal in that regard, but I suppose. Long trip up to Ballyshannon is always going to to, to have a, a, an impact. Kind of poor, kind of time weather wise as well. But yeah, it's a long old trek. All right, the last time I was there now was for the failing the gale under fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> we we went up to Killy Bay forty years ago. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was a long time ago now. But uh, I can still remember. It's been a, it's a big old journey. Having ventured back since, but um, you never know. And in Camogie, Cork have had a comfortable win over Kilkenny in Parky Ring this afternoon. 2.17 to 9 points was the final score. Elsewhere in Division 2, Cork were away to Kildare and Cork 122, Kildare 3 points was the final score. In the Allianz National Hurling League, it finished Galway 321, Tipperary 313, and Mara Trasini Kallig has this report. Full time Galway 321, Tipperary 313. After a remarkable second half comeback, Galway survive in the league. Three goals will always give you a comfortable lead. Tipperary's John McGrath was on fire during a very stop start first half. He hit the net twice while Jason Ford scored a beauty on the cusp of half time. Galway were against the wind for that half, but really their touch was nowhere near the Premier's, and only for the accuracy of Evan Nyland they would have been in more trouble. The Galway full-back line continued to malfunction for a lot of the second half but Conor Whelan, after a pass from Brian Concannon, who was inspirational for the Westerners popped the ball beyond the reach of Brian Hogan this really woke the host up but Tipperary always did enough to keep their noses in front until Whelan broke through again for another goal to put Galway into the lead for the first time. A second goal from Kyle Mannion really gave the home fans something to cheer about as they won the second half and the game. Full-time Galway 321, Tipperary 313. And in the relegation playoff, it finished Westmead 117, Carlo 2-8, which means Carlo are now relegated. And on to rugby, where France's perfect record in Six Nations has come to an end. They've lost to Scotland by 28 points to 17, meaning there won't be a Grand Slam winner this year. Two Sean Maitland tries for the hosts at Murrayfield gave them the second win of their campaign. A ridiculous sending off for France as well. Yeah, the the prop uh, he just he lashed out really. Um, I know he he had um, he's a, I suppose he's a history of of getting involved in the wrong crowd and uh, he's playing at Montpellier at the moment. They've kind of brought him back in. I think he was in trouble with the law a few times. But Mohammed uh, House is his name, and uh, he just just lashed out against uh, Jamie Ritchie, the Scottish number There's six. A great photograph of uh, Ritchie's nose on the other side of his face after that uh, that punch was connected. But I mean, like, what goes through a fella's head in that moment punching a guy? 
guy square in the face knowing there's 20 cameras watching the game and he's not going to get away with it yeah it just doesn't make sense um, look especially everyone talks about discipline in the modern game and uh, look majority of the players in modern rugby and in modern sport can't control their emotions but it seems that certain people just, just lose the head and, and like you said especially in the front row mm. when you lose a, a player in that position you have to automatically bring on another front row and take them away from either your back back row or your, your back three um, so away from away from home in Murrayfield as well that essentially meant the game was over so yeah look it's it's a crazy decision really you know there's nothing to benefit really in, in hitting someone anymore um, you're, you're <laughs> anymore not, you're not going <laughs> to get away back in the day was there <laughs> yeah you, you're not going to get away with it like you said uh, all the cameras yeah. all the replays the TMO are the, the you know the, the video referees so um, it's yeah, it's it's crazy decision really and look he'll he'll have to learn from it or else uh, it'll do his career mm-hmm. no good and on to golf where Rory McIlroy has got his final round on the Arnold Palmer Invitational underway the county down man is four under two shots off the lead held by England's Tyrrell Hatton Alright cheers for that Tomas um, just look going back to the Six Nations I mean like that result today obviously blows the whole tournament wide open yeah it does um, look the only thing now is obviously the Ireland-Italy game is it's not going to be played in the next month you would imagine for no. six weeks um, and will and it be played it, at all yeah it? that's the thing but look or if Ireland if Ireland go to France and win then they're in a position to win the, the Six Nations uh, look if they lose it's that the Italy game is, is essentially just about getting up to second or third in the table mm-hmm. but you would imagine in terms of revenues that, that it creates the RFU in particular won't want to miss out on a on a home game in Dublin where Obviously, just not not the tickets, but the, the commercial merchandise, and, merchandise and, and, and yeah, exactly, no and, and drinking everything on top of that. So, um, look, I think it'll be fitting by the end of the season. You know, once hopefully the the, the virus kind of plateaus or, or settles down, or but I think they'll they'll have to play the game. I don't think it'll be a case of awarding the home team a win or, or you know awarding a draw. Conflict maybe. Or um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's look, paper, but the, the thing is, Ireland are going to win the game whenever it's played. Yeah. So do they just give Ireland four points or five points or whatever be the case but yeah it's just a pity the way the whole thing it look it looks like it's all it would should have all come down to the final weekend with mm. France England and, and Ireland in the mix so yeah. it's just a pity the way it's worked out yeah um, it's going to be massively anticlimactic next weekend isn't it it's going to be like it is yeah like uh, unless France hammer from hammer Ireland which will look or beat Ireland well and, and win the thing or England England win it but um, yeah for, from an Irish point of view even if they'd managed to get a result over in France they can't really celebrate anything because they're so unsure whether yeah. this Italian game will be played. Like so, um, no guarantee, of course, that the game in Paris is going to go ahead next week either. I don't. I, yeah, I'd be surprised if it does. To be honest, at this stage, with you know they've, they've shut down the northern half of Italy mm-hmm. um, and like advised everyone to more or less go into quarantine or, or stay out of the public. Um, seems a bit little bit too late but um, yeah like France obviously the virus is, is only kind of picking up momentum there same as same as w- what we have here in Ireland so yeah you'd imagine like letting 50-60,000 people uh, come into to one area where they're going to be in bars and, and everything it mm. just doesn't make sense at the moment um, and look uh, they'll probably make a call on that early early this week would look make sense from a from a from a safety point of view. Um, and look onto cricket as well, where Ireland's cricketers have lost their 
T20 series against Afghanistan after they fell to a 21 run defeat in the second game in India after being set a total of 185 to win Andrew Balburn's team were only able to reach 163 in their 20 overs Afghanistan secured the three match series having also won Friday's opener and on to basketball finally where in the men's Super League, DBS Aena 98, Colin CNS Neptune 88 points, and in the Women's Super League, Ambassador UCC Glamire 69 points, DCU Mercy 65. Single Superville, Alu Brunel, and WAT Wildcats have gone to overtime. All right, well, thanks for the win and a scoreline from that Brunel and Wildcats game. We as soon as we get it. Man United still leading Man City by a goal to nearly five minutes on the clock there. Uh, busy weekend in the Red FM division, uh, the Red FM hurling leagues, I should say. Results from Division 1 today, St. Finbarris 514, Killer 19, Blackrock 318, Douglas 13 points, Sarsfields 120, Newton Shandham 14 points, Ballymartle 28, Bishopstown 18, Newtonstown 114, Charleville 114, Cantorque 20 points, Glen Rovers 13, and Bright Rovers 12 points. The Pierre Shake 1 9. Um, just going back to Ireland heading to Paris next week, Tomas. I mean, like, um, obviously, France are going to be hurting after today's defeat. I mean, like, they're obviously going to be fired up and wanting to go and beat Ireland yeah. uh, next week. So that's made Ireland's uh, task, I suppose, all that more difficult in Paris next Saturday night. I think it has. I, I think you're going to see a reaction from, from this French team. Um, and to be fair, they've had a lot of momentum. Even even when they they, they went behind, they they scored an unbelievable try at the end through Olivon. It was like tr- typical multi-phase French play offloading, and then just the brute power at the end. But um, I think they have such momentum at home um, that that I think will be difficult. Um, they they at the office for Ireland. Even you you fast, or you you go back. You know when Ireland won the Grand Slam and Johnny Sexton had that forty-five yard drop goal. Yeah. Um, that was an Ireland team that had momentum that was playing well that had you know um, I suppose players in form like like Murray and even Sexton himself um, like Ireland are searching for a bit of fluidity and form in their attack whereas this French team I think they're they're in a better place than they were two years ago and realistically that that game itself France probably should have nicked it bar, bar mm. Sexton pulling an unbelievable drop kick <laughs> yeah. out, out of the fire Very so good, yeah. Fast forward two years and look, Ireland have gone downhill really. Um, it's a new management team kind of looking looking for, um, I suppose, uh, personnel to come in and, and, and put their hand up and say, this is my position. Um, you know, there's decision to make at nine now. Do they go with Murray or do, do, they, do, do they give the Ulster man a, a chance? Um, Cooney. John Cooney um, so do I, th- I think they probably have to well if if they had played the Italian game they definitely would have started yeah. John Cooney um, but the fact that it's going to be such a difficult um, proposition going over to Italy they might opt for the experience of Murray um, but I think Cooney's performances with Ulster this season probably mean that he deserves a yeah. chance to start the Six Nations game and I suppose he's a good man to come and finish a game of three as well yeah that's the thing do, do you look at that combination and say look with with half an hour to go or 20 minutes to go we're still in the game and, and you want Cooney to come on and pick up the pace mm. um, so yeah look there, there's all these things for for a coach to, to decide and obviously having a, the Italian game would have been a lovely um, kind of yeah. opportunity to, to do a bit of um, I suppose 
uh, combinations, change a few around, experiment with the team, and then figure out whether you start with a different team or, or kind of go with your old reliables in in Murray and Sexton at half back. And um, so yeah, look, it's I think it's going to be a difficult assignment for Ireland if it goes ahead. Um, and I'd, I'd probably. Back, back France to get the win Yeah, uh, it's interesting actually seeing team sheets being released these days they don't mention the word substitutes or replacements anymore it's finishers which yeah. I suppose is more accurate than, than substitutes PC, there will be a lot of PC and just trying to keep everyone <laughs> included but you're telling that to the, your, you know, your, your kids when you're not picking them in the future yeah, you're a finisher you're not a yeah, yeah, exactly but um, yeah, look I guess it probably is a 23 man game in, in rugby in particular so look I can see the some somewhat the merit of that um, and look some, some guys are naturally I suppose whether you're a, like some guys are like would have the mass that, that they wouldn't be able to carry around for for 60 minutes yeah, 70 yeah. minutes so they might be able to do 20 come on do a lot of damage physically whether it's at scrum time or whatever and then you might have the guys like a scrum half like Cooney or whoever it is coming on to pick up the tempo when the other players have tired so yeah you can see that there might be some um, kind of uh, I suppose sense to saying a finisher or whatever but look old school I think realistically or so but like, that's would be my opinion of it I don't know where you stand on it Alright 89 minutes now on the clock at Old Trafford Manchester United doing the best to hold out for this win they still lead by a goal to nil thanks to Anthony Martial's uh, first half strike I'm briefly going to go back to Gaelic Games and uh, going for Cork today over Kilkenny in the National Commodity League down in Porky Rin going to hear briefly from uh, boss Potty Murray he was speaking uh, to Killian Whelan on the uh, Camogie Association's live stream of the game today. It is early days yet. Uh, we're trying out a lot of younger girls this year, so it's just a case of seeing how they uh, how they develop along and up to now we're happy, to be honest. You got the opportunity to get those girls out there as well and a few coming in off the bench? Yeah, look, uh, we could be down a number this year, uh, so I suppose the key is we normally went to the league trying to find two players, but we might have to find a few more uh, this year, and uh, I think they're there. It's just a case of them develop along, yeah. Looking at things as well, you must be very happy with some of your leaders out there. I think the, you know the central spine dictated an awful lot of that game. Yeah, they did, and uh, you know, look, that's what they're there for, really. Um, a lot of them have five or six years put down, so you'd be expecting them now to move on. Uh, particularly when the the we say the so-called leaders are not with us at the moment, you know. Looking at half time, you had a you know a seven point lead. You were probably coming out. Kenny hit you then hard, probably for the first ten minutes. And you know, I just think of one particular move though that some of those senior players stood up, worked it, and you know, you had someone then coming off the bench. Obviously, like uh, uh, like I should say, I'm just looking at my notes. Cleena Healy came in, got a goal and a point. You know, just at the time when maybe Kenny might have been just getting a little bit of a foot in the game. Yeah, I suppose. Look, we made a couple of changes at that time. We just felt that a couple of girls were starting to tire. Uh, you know, we we've had fought one game in five weeks. So, you know, our fitness level probably isn't where it should be. Uh, Kleena did very well against Watford and was probably sick during the week, and that's the reason she didn't start. But uh, she's, again, a very young, good player uh, with box of potential. So you'd be hoping that she'd be pushing on this year, you know? But finally, Paddy, looking at that, though, you mentioned there about maybe your fitness is not up to, to the grade. You were running off the shoulder there on occasion. Some of the camogie you played was a fine example of it. Yeah, it is. But, uh, you know, um, look at, uh, I suppose you've got to judge yourself on Galway and... Uh, you know, Galway are much uh, farther ahead than we are. So, you know, we we we're under pressure. We have to uh, play well, really, to have any chance against the likes of them. 
That's Potty Murray there speaking after uh, today's win to Killian Whelan. Watch the game today on the Camogie Association's live stream on Facebook. Cork were very, very impressive. Even though we heard Potty saying the fitness isn't there, they haven't. Uh, they're still missing a couple of players. They're still trying to find players. But Cork, very, very impressive today uh, against uh, Kilkenny Southwood. They've certainly had their battles with over the last couple of years as well. So looking well there. In a game that was played in every type of weather today I think there was hail rain sleet snow and like it, at one stage it looked like a summer's day and, and the pitch held up uh, okay but yeah a good one for Cork today I think yeah absolutely and he's talking about you know finding players and mm. adding to the strength of the panel and maybe I think it's always good for, for teams to get uh, an influx of fresh talent um, particularly you know when, when they're younger and they've they've kind of know I suppose uh, fears of you know big performances big days I think mm. from that my own career when when you're younger you have that ambivalence and you have that confidence because you've been kind of untarnished by by bad days or <laughs> by bad experiences so I think any team getting uh, a couple of a couple of young girls or a couple of young lads into the into the fray does does add, mm. add a bit of, of a freshness and then it kind of brings the the older kind of crew along and the more experienced crew along gives them a bit of a bit of impetus too so yeah hopefully they'll, they'll find a keep finding a few curls to come through and and, and bring uh, Cork Camogie to further strengths now two minutes of the five minutes uh, added on at the end of the game at Old Trafford played still Manchester United leading by a goal to nil against City going to talk boxing now and a young Cork boxer uh, is headed to California for the next stage of his career James Power who's Ireland's youngest ever professional is headed out to the west coast uh, to advance his career and he still hasn't turned 18 yet I spoke to James earlier on today Right, delighted to be joined on the line by a Cork boxer James Power James, how are you boy? I'm not too bad, now are you? I'm good, good thanks for uh, taking the call I've been wanting to get you on the show for uh, quite a while and seeing that you're moving out to California was the perfect time to get you on the show tell us how the move to California has come about and how excited are you to be re- relocating out there full-time uh, to, to launch a boxing career? I'm, I'm very excited. Um, it's a dream come true for me. It's an opportunity to continue to do the sport that I love um, every day of my life and I'm blessed to receive it. So how did the I move... Suppose, uh, yeah. the move came I suppose the move came about because um, while my situation at home just wasn't ideal you know, to continue to do the sport. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, because of school and whatever, and then school finished, I was forced to train myself, you know, Monday to Friday, and then train with a coach um, on the weekends. Um, so, like, because there was no coach situated locally. Yeah. So um, I kind of, it was clear that my, I suppose my future wasn't certain in the sport and I'm lucky enough that Ken Shear, who's now my manager, reached out to me and asked if I wanted to go to Los Angeles and see their setup, get to know them and see if I like it there. And if I did, you know, try and get something, I suppose, sealed and get a contract signed and stay out there. Um, I've, I've spent a long time getting to know like the entire team and I feel like they're like, the great thing to have behind me moving forward so I've signed a contract and I'm heading out there very shortly to pursue this career and obviously the weather <laughs> is a bit better in California for when you're training anyway yeah it's, um, it's, it's a lot different <laughs> but we'll adjust to it and we'll get to work 
So how impressed were you with the setup over there in a minute? It's obviously, I suppose, probably light years away from what you were used to, was it? Uh, definitely. Um, you know, I, I, I guess, I suppose, live as a professional athlete. Um, training multiple times a day. I had a coach who was at every training session, which I wasn't used to because, you know, as I said, Monday to Friday, I was alone. So it was very different, even just being in a gym atmosphere, and which will be, you know, uh, not something I was used to mm-hmm. uh, for a while. But just being in there with other fighters, I'm learning so much, I'm enjoying it. There's a great buzz and, you know, it was just, it was perfect. The dream come true. And obviously the standard there is obviously quite high, so that's going to in turn help raise your game, I guess. Yeah, there's pros and against, you know, America is a large place. Um, You know, it'll be very difficult to stand out. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of top talents out there, but, you know, it's, you know, you don't know who you're going to be in the gym with. Um, I've been, you know, training alongside brilliant fighters, big names, and just picking up little things as I'm going. And I'm only 18. You know, I continue to do that for years to come and never stop learning. And, you know, possibilities are endless. It's a huge move as well, personally. I mean, like, moving away from home is a big thing regardless, but moving to California is a, a massive, massive deal, I suppose. And I suppose you couldn't really do that, I suppose, without the support of your family behind you, I guess. 100%. You know, it's it was a big decision. And I am very grateful to have people in my life who I can turn to for advice and support and you know they were all I suppose supporting me on this move they knew how much this sport meant to me and means to me uh, they understand that this is my entire life so no matter what decision I made you know they were going to be behind me uh, completely and just be there to help me whenever I need them you know I couldn't do it without them my family especially you know my friends um They've all shown me an incredible amount of support and, you know, I, I couldn't thank them uh, really for it. You know, I couldn't thank them enough, to be honest. Yeah, and I suppose getting to the top in any sport requires sacrifices and I suppose this is, I suppose moving away from home is probably the biggest sacrifice you could make. At the moment, yeah, it's it's a big sacrifice, but it's, I, I don't, you know, I don't see it as a sacrifice. It's more of an investment. You know, this is what needs to be done. Um I'm either going to, if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it right. I'm going all in. I'm getting all out. You know, people have advised me to go to college and do boxing, you know, as often as I can and just tip away for the next few years. But, you know, I'd be cheating myself if, I, if I'm if i not putting in the work, you know, morning, noon and night. You know, I, I just wouldn't like to step into the ring not fully prepared, not on my best. And, you know, at least now with this move, I can, you know, focus on boxing solely for the future and just give him my all and give him my best shot. Certainly. Um, take us back, James. Tell us how you got started in boxing and what was it about boxing that stuck with you and why did you stick with boxing? Um, I was nine years old when I first stepped foot inside the gym. It was family that got me there. You know, my uncle was a trainer. So it was just, it was something that was natural. I was just going to try it out. But since the moment I stepped foot there, something clicked and I just enjoyed every moment um, training. You know, anyone that has trained with me or been in the gym, 
you know, since I was nine years old, will tell you uh, I have missed a session. I loved every second there and still do. I just feel like home in there. It's 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 genuinely what I love, and I suppose I can't put into words, but it's what I I suppose what I am going to do for my future. But what I'm very glad to be able to do for my future. I suppose you've had a, a very interesting career already, James Minnick. You've had to fight in, in Mexico uh, and Hungary. Um, to get professional fights because of your age, so it's it's not exactly, I suppose, the traditional path for Irish boxers to go on. I guess. Yeah, um, I turned professional at the age of seventeen. You know, I've been waiting to turn pro since I was about twelve or thirteen. <laughs> I was waiting for my eighteenth birthday to turn over anyway, but um, the opportunity came. It was something that no Irish person had ever done before, so that instantly, you know, grabbed my attention. Uh, it's a new path, something no one has ever done, and something different. You know, in this game, be different or be forgotten. And you know, I I like the idea of this journey being authentic to me. This journey being something that I can call my own. Um, I went to Mexico at the age of seventeen to get a boxing license because there's very few countries in the world where you can fight under eighteen. Um, I've had three fights in Mexico two fights in Budapest because their commission allow me to fight underage. Um, I'm 18 now. I'm turning 18 in April and, you know, I can fight anywhere. Mm, fantastic. Um, so have you got a fight lined up yet or is it a case of settling into to life in California first and then picking it up from there? Uh, I, I'm waiting to head back over. Um, as soon as the paperwork is through and the visa is issued, I'll head back to California and start training. Um, I'm always ready, so it shouldn't take long for me to get to peak uh, condition again. Uh, get a fight as soon as possible, and once the ball is rolling, just keep going, be as active as I can, make up for last time, and fingers crossed I get an Irish debut very soon. And, I mean, like, you wouldn't be doing this, you wouldn't be moving to California if you didn't think, uh, I suppose, a world title could be in your in your career path down the line. Is that something you think about, and is that something you focus on? Uh, definitely that's something that every young fighter uh, has ambitions towards and something that is, a, is probably the biggest goal of mine um, I'd love to get a, a world youth title which mm-hmm. is for fighters under the age of 23 and then in years to come you know when I gain some more experience target bigger titles on a larger scale I'd love to come home you know and fight in Ireland you know Cork especially with a world title or something along those lines um, that would be another dream come true for me and something I am chasing and focusing on and I suppose you mentioned fighting in Ireland but I suppose fighting in Cork would be even better wouldn't it that would be perfect um, I I tried it I, I tried to create publicity around it and I put up an Instagram post I got you know I got a lot of attention and a lot of support a fight you know a fight event did happen in Cork Unfortunately, I wasn't able to go on it due to the leaving cert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, in in years down the line, if I'm still progressing and, you know, improving as a fighter, and I do reach that pinnacle of the sport, when I have more pull and more of a say, and, you know, you know when I can put more demands in a contract, I will try my best to get a fight in Cork, and it will be a dream come true, as I said. 
Uh, another Cork man uh, who's made uh, waves internationally, of course, is uh, Spike O'Sullivan. Do you know Spike? Have you gotten advice off him about being a professional and, and all that kind of thing? Yeah, I was actually at Spike's fight um, in, what was it? Was in, yeah, in Los Angeles before I turned pro. Yeah. You know, I was out there supporting him. Uh, Spike's a fellow Cork man. He's, you know, he's he's made a career out of this sport. Um, you know, he's, he's a warrior. He wears his heart on his sleeve. He's doing great things for to represent, you know, our county, our country, and if I can achieve half things that he's achieved and fought half means he's fought, you know, I'm doing well for myself. Uh, James, it's been a pleasure talking to you, buddy, and um, best of luck uh, in California. We'll be checking in, I suppose, over the course of the year and, and how your career is progressing, but thanks for talking to us and the very best of luck with the movement. Thank you, appreciate it. Very, very enjoyable. I'll talk to you soon, right? Very, very enjoyable chat there with uh, James Power um, uh, today. Man, I wanted to get on the show for quite a while, so I thought uh, the him moving to California was a good opportunity to do so. You can really tell there, Tomas, he's really a, a wise head and young shoulders. Yeah, very ambitious, um, yeah. but seems to seems to be very switched on. And, and look, he's not getting ahead of himself, but definitely has lofty ambitions. But he realizes where he is and where he has to get to. Um, even kind of heard him speak about Spike there. Mm. You can kind of sense that he's uh, he, he seems confident that he can kind of achieve or try and achieve something similar to what Spike has. Um, probably going to be different kind of fighter than Spike. But um, look, it's great to mm. to hear that kind of story and uh, a guy willing to to take a big chance and move across the world. It just shows how how confident he is in his own ability. Look, that sport is is obviously very very Tough difficult, sport, savage yeah. sport. You're moving away from home. You're you're going to a whole, whole new environment no support structures in terms of friends or family um, and then the look the, the physical nature of that sport and just the mental nature of it if you're not mentally right or anyway mentally fragile um, it's a tough sport mm-hmm. so when you're the other side of the world um, makes it all the more difficult so hats off them for taking the opportunity giving it a shot and look good luck to him hopefully he'll be a world champion down the line definitely definitely fingers crossed alright uh, Manchester United have beat Man City 2-0 we'll get your report on that one in just a sec uh, a reminder of our competition as well tickets to give away to Cork City and Bohemians I'll do is text the word Rebel Army and your name please to 086 8104 and you can uh, send us a WhatsApp as well 086 8104 Rachel Neal has been in touch she says Rory do you know what the secret sound is give us a clue I'll bring you a Terry's chocolate orange tempting Rachel very very tempting the all new easier to win secret sound back on breakfast on Red FM tomorrow morning at the uh, new time of 7.45 so tune in to breakfast uh, tomorrow morning from 6 for more on the secret sound we're going to take a quick break when we come back we're going to talk uh, Zen MMA and we're going to talk that United win over Man City The Big Red Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Rory and Spots here with you until 7pm full time from Old Trafford Peter Smith United 2, City 0 as United do the double over City for the first time since the Ferguson era. Anthony Martial open the scoring in the first half with a volley pass to Edison for 12 yards after an ingenious chip-free kick from Fernandes. Aguero thought he'd level, but VAR decreed offside. A photo show was brilliantly saved by De Gea before McTominay scored from 25 yards. Six minutes into stoppage time after a missed round ball from Edison. United 2, City 0. That second goal for United was something else, wasn't it? Yeah, look, an, another mistake um, by oh, yeah, Ederson. Like he should have saved the, the first goal by Martial too. Um, Realistically, should have stopped it. And then, look, I suppose they were 
game was up anyway he was trying to play uh, a throw to, to one of his players and obviously overcooked it and a great finish by Tom Lee to be fair um, so yeah look United seem to want him back under Ole Gunnar to be fair to them um, I think Fernandez has made a massive difference to that United team just brought a bit of class and a bit mm. of confidence it's amazing what there's a swagger about him isn't yeah, there he's like, oh. that's what you saw say with United or mm. you know back in the day um, and I think it was probably a sad, sad sight to see it go even if you're not a United fan <laughs> you still want um, you know the traditional powers to to have that swagger and you want to you want to tune in and watch them whereas um, before when you know the last couple of years there was nothing really to, to tune into um, I know a few big signings that, that haven't worked out but mm. he looks like he's added uh, added something different to this United team Alright uh, congratulations as well to uh, Courtman uh, Ryan Sheehan who has won the WBC International uh, World Title after he defeated Clyde Rung at Sassi Prapa of Thailand that was at the Capital One card on the National Basketball Arena in Tala tonight so Ryan picking up the WBC International Bantamweight title recently had him in um, or to, to, to preview the fight that we put online earlier on in the week on redfm.ie congratulations to Ryan congratulations to all his teammates as has Simon Warriors an absolutely fantastic win for Ryan I'm sure we'll get him on the show soon to talk about uh, that fantastic win but we are going to continue talking uh, combat action to Corkman let's go up with a novel way for men to practice good mental health former MMA fighter Graham McCormick has started a Zen MMA programme which is MMA training which also features mindfulness sessions it's taking place at Warrior Fitness in Caratool Graham Collins made to talk about it alright delighted to be joined in studio by our old buddy Graham McCormick Graham how are you sir I'm very good Rory how are you I'm good man it's good um, it's been a while since you've been on our show I think it's been two years since you've been on our show um, and over the last couple of years uh, it's been an incredible journey I suppose for yourself uh, to get to this point yeah, it's it was um, I suppose a bit of a turbulent one. I mean, oh. two years ago was I was coming up to my return fight um, around that time on Cage Legacy. Um, that was my return fight after I suppose seven year layoff, yeah. <laughs> which was a bit. It's a you know that was a bit of a, a big gap, let's say. But at that time, I felt confident. You know that I was coming in. I didn't believe in ring rust or anything like that. But unfortunately, I was not cleared medically just after that. Mm. So. That took a bit, my life took a bit of a, a turn at that point. I didn't really know what to do because I wasn't cleared to fight again in the Republic. So I said, what am I going to do? And I had been coaching, all right, even just leading up to that point, just kind of on and off. So I just said, look, maybe I'll step more into the coaching aspect. <laughs> and I was also doing a lot of kind of blogging on mental health around that time as well. So they kind of coincided and, and I suppose that took off from there then. Um, how frustrating was it, I suppose, when you were not cleared to fight and I mean, like how upsetting was and how hard was that to get over? It was absolutely heartbreaking. Yeah. I mean, I attached so much to it emotionally. I mean, in 2012, the, the last fight I had was, I was knocked out in 12 seconds. Mm-hmm. I was doing pretty well in my career leading up to that point. But that 12 seconds, that really tore me apart. And it tore me apart so much that I walked away from the sport and my life just completely spiralled out of control. Uh, my mental health went down the drain. I was abusing alcohol and drugs to suppress all these emotions. It was just turbulent to say the least. But I suppose... When I came back after that point, like after that layoff, the confidence was there in a way, but you know, I was still kind of fighting outside, outside of training, outside the cage and everything else. There was just a lot going on even from that point. And the fact that I wasn't cleared medically and attached so much emotion to it, that was my comeback fight from, from such a long layoff. It, it just broke my heart really. It really did. How do you get over something like that? 
you I suppose it's not really that you get over it I, over. I, still, I still think about it I still <laughs> think ah oh, could, that could have been you know but I suppose it's just how you feel around it like when it comes up now we just kind of go well look it just wasn't meant to be and that what was what the issue again was it something came up in an MRI or something was it or yeah so like since the, since the last fall in 2012 there was new safety regulations brought in and that was unfortunately because of the Portuguese lad um, who he actually fought mm. one of McGregor's opponents yeah. uh, training partners excuse me and unfortunately passed away he, what was found on his brain was a thing called CTE and it's I suppose a lot of impact sports will have it a lot of American footballers will have it a lot of rugby players would have it. Um, the research has been done. The evidence is there. So they said, look, we need to kind of regulate this and, and, and put in procedures around that. So new safety regulations were brought in. I had to have GP clearance. Um, my bloods had to be okay. And I had to have an MRI in my brain. So GP clearance was fine. Bloods were okay. But a red flag showed up on my MRI. So uh-huh. I had to go to Beaumont Hospital to see an neurologist. And when I went up, we were just chatting away and he had me doing kind of like physical movements just to make sure the brain-body connection was still okay. And he looked at my hand. Mm-hmm. And you can see it, Rory, but mm-hmm. for those who cannot, it's a big, massive scar on my hand for about six to seven inches long. And that's where I, I suppose, it was self-harm, but it went too far and I almost lost my life because of that. And I actually nearly had my hand amputated because of that. He seen that and he just questioned me I'm more along the lines of my mental health as mm-hmm. opposed to what showed up in the MRI and he just said, no, that's it, I'm not passing you. And the reason being is that he was just afraid that, let's say, if I went back and I fought for the belt, which I was, that was supposed to be my comeback fight in 2017, he said, look, I don't know what's going to happen if you lose. I don't know if you're going to go in and try and end your life again or, or what's going to happen, so I'm not taking that chance. Now, imagine you're thankful to him now, though, for that intervention, are you? Yeah, again, it's how you look back on it and it's how you feel on that. I am, I am very grateful for that. I'm very grateful for that, you know, that time because it was just kind of like a crossroads. It was like, okay, I can go back down the MMA route, you know, but unfortunately I can't. So it's kind of like now I had to look at my options. I had to look at other things. I had to explore more areas of my life and like my, my talents and what I was good at and, you know, everything else. So mm. it definitely opened up a new doorway for me. And you've used, I suppose, your experiences with mental health, with self-harm, as you mentioned, to become, it's motivational speaker, the right? Phrase? Um, yeah, I just like to talk, Rory, basically. <laughs> so it's like, um, it's like uh, you can turn what you want, inspirational, motivational, whatever. I just like to speak, really. mm. um, especially around that area, that, that field, let's say, for lack of a better term, the mental health area, yeah. And just talking to kids and getting them to open it up, I suppose, has been... Yeah, uh, yeah, like, I lo- look, I, as I said, I love to talk. I, I have a great connection with just about everybody. Um, there's no judgment with me. There's no crap. I just, I talk from my emotions. I talk from my heart. If you're talking about the weather or what happened on Jeremy Kyle, I don't want to hear it. Because that's surface <laughs> level stuff. And I don't want to hear it. Um, yeah. I want to know what you're going through. I want to know how you feel about things. I want to know if you, you know, if you doubt yourself and see if I can help you in that area. <laughs> I suppose I gel with just about everybody, right? When, you, when you're talking your emotions. But I really gel with teenagers. Yeah. I love going into schools, secondary schools. I love going into community centres and new cafes and just like, the readers or the listeners can't see it obviously but I have a big tattoo on my neck and the second they see that they're like oh he's kind of not what we're used to mm-hmm. we're used to the person you know coming in and talking at us yeah. you know or telling us what to do or how to feel and it's like it's the complete opposite with me you know mm-hmm. I hold space for them I, I let them open up if, if they feel that I, ho- I hope that I hold a, a, such a, a good enough and comfortable space that they feel they can share mm-hmm. and that's the main thing for me you know and that's kind of I suppose the idea behind Zen MMA which you've started yeah it is it would it, it, like it's combining I, both of those things your MMA love and this yeah so it, for me I suppose 
this you know the Zen Men program or the Zen Male Teen program that I, I've put together, it is, I suppose, it is everything that I've used myself. And I've combined it all to get from where I was to where I am. Now, we are all individual. I can't guarantee results like that and everything else. I can't set an expectation for you because if that's not met, you're going to be frustrated uh-huh. and disappointed and so on. But what I can say is that if you allow yourself to experience this at all levels and fully commit, anything is possible. And what's involved in it is two MMA sessions a week. There is daily mindfulness practice. Um, on a Friday evening we have a group coaching call it's kind of like where we all get online uh, like Skype and we just mm-hmm. chat away online so you don't have to go anywhere or do anything you can do it from home and then on a Saturday or a Sunday whichever the majority agree there's kind of like a group outing now the group outing is a surprise so I tell you where to be yeah. what to bring and what we're doing is a complete surprise so there's a fun element to it it's not all serious I mean for me to be honest life is just for everyone really let's be honest it's just too serious you know it can be at times and I want the Zen Men program to be a place where, like, if, if you've ever come across me teaching, like, I'll have a laugh and a joke, m- mid-technique, I'll have a laugh and a joke. Mm-hmm. I'll say, well, I've done that wrong, whoops, or whatever. It, it just, I lighten things up as much as possible because mental health, mental health is a serious topic, and I get that. But if you're all serious about it all the time, you're in a state of fear yourself, and you're kind of adding to it and everything mm-hmm. else, and it's just like, whoa, we just need to put in a mindful pause and slow down and just be have a more light-hearted approach and take some time to ourselves throughout the mm-hmm. day and with the MMA aspect of it as well I guess I mean like you know yourself I know myself the benefits of a good workout on your own mental health yeah look I was nearly 19 stone I was 18 stone 10 pounds and my dad said look you need to get out and start moving your body you need to get out and walk and I was just like I'm not going anywhere <laughs> I'm lying like I'm lying on this couch comfort yeah. eating myself to death and I'm overthinking everything I'm actually kind of enjoying this mm. because I hated myself and I didn't care so what I did was my dad was always pushing on me but you know like, come on let's do it let's move let's move so I set the timer on my phone for one minute mm. just to get outside the house get up move for one minute I was nearly 19 stone at this point bear in mind I used to fight at 11 <laughs> so big big jump little, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just a small one yeah. so I set the timer for a minute and I got outside the door and I walked up just my road for about 30 seconds and I remember just kind of collapsing on the floor and just saying I can't like and I fell to the floor and I just started crying I burst into tears and I looked behind me and there was my mother because she always had this habit of kind of following me the second I went out the door she didn't know if I was coming back or not so I seen her I was burst into tears and everything else I was just crying just sitting on the floor so I got up and I went back and I I sat back down on the couch and what was going on for me there was I was just kind of like Jesus Christ look you can't even get outside the house for a minute you're a waste or look at you you're you're defeated you're broken you're this you're that but I was focusing on the 30 seconds that I didn't achieve and that was leading up to that minute what I wasn't focusing on was the 30 seconds that I actually got out of the house and that was the first time I ever got out of my house for months mm-hmm. I mean months my parents would go up to the shop and get me stuff I, I would have people calling the house I wouldn't leave the house so I got the fact that I got out of the house for 30 seconds I actually applauded myself mentally for that mm-hmm. I got in some positive self-talk there and I was like look just chill out well done 30 seconds we'll expand on that and the reason I chose to expand on that was because I got a good feeling from that mm-hmm. I really did I, got, I had a, a very minute I will say it was very small, but it was a small sense of achievement there and then. And that was a big change for me then from that point on. I, I like, in our sessions, in the Zen MMA sessions, like when you start moving your body, obviously endorphins are released. It's like, oh, you can't twang about it. It's just happening and that's it. So the mixture is 45 minutes, right, of tech warm up first, about 10 minutes, and then technique for that 35 minute period. And then the last 15 minutes is mindfulness. So it's 
you've just released so many, so much endorphins, all the good, good feelings are coming around, you know, sense of achievement, everything else, and now we're also doing mindfulness on top of that. And people are going home floating. <laughs> it's amazing. It's amazing to see, it's amazing to feel. I do the programme as well, as well with the participants. I'm, I don't feel I'm any different from anyone on the programme, <laughs> just because I'm the coach in quotes or whatever. I go through the programme as well myself because I believe in it so much, you know. And for people listening to this, Graham, who maybe are struggling with their mental health, even their own health, and, and want to get involved with your programme, how do they go about it? You can you can chat to me anywhere online, so that would be social media. You can chat to me on Instagram. Give me a follow, and I'll follow you straight back. It's under at the Real World Buddhist. <laughs> so that's and that's Instagram, and then on Facebook you can catch me under my own name. I have again a followers page in quotes. I don't like that term, but I don't know what else to call it. And that's under my own name, so that's mm. Graham McCormick. So anywhere online would be great. I'd love to chat to people there. What are the plans? This, I suppose outside of this MMA program for the rest of the year. Jesus, Ronnie, you said no deep questions. Um, look, I'm not too sure. I'm in, I'm currently enjoying the present moment mm-hmm. and everything that I'm experiencing with that. I'm actually enjoying life, and I'm very good to hear, man. optimistic. Thank you very much. I'm very optimistic and and hopeful for the future. Um, I'm also a human being, so I will have days where I won't be myself, and that's okay. But I have a plan for that. Mm. So whatever the future holds, I, I know it's going to be good. Graham, it's been a pleasure talking to you, buddy. Um, thanks very much for coming in, and uh, best of luck with the Design MMA program. Thank you very much, Roy. You're a gent. Yeah, fantastic to have my old pal Graham McCormick against talk about that Zen MMA program happening in Warrior Fitness in Carrick Tool. Very honest stuff, very uh, uh, emotional stuff there from Graham as he spoke about his troubles and how he's trying to, to do his best, I suppose, to, to help other people along. And this is a very, very good idea. It's exercise and mindfulness, which is, it's a simple idea, but it's a very, very good one. Yeah, look, powerful story there from him. And, you know, just even hearing how he's just enjoying the present and living in the present and... Mm. Probably that's a good lesson for a lot of us is, you know, the, the question is, oh, what's next? What are you up to next? What's down the line? And we kind of forget to, to live in the, the here and now and enjoy that. Definitely. And I suppose the, the modern life as well, everyone is so switched on to everything and, you know, you can't, can't, can't turn off and, and just experience it now with, with your friends or your family or whatever. Like, so he's, He's obviously embraced his his kind of expertise and the MMA side of things, and that helps him escape and release those endorphins that he was speaking about. I think that giving everyone a chance at the end of the session then to do that ten fifteen minutes of of mindfulness yeah. is is you know it's great. So you can see how open he is to to helping other people, and you know he's he's encouraging them to contact him and even talk to him and tell their story. So look. Mm-hmm. Fabulous story there, and you know, fair play to him. And look, we wish him all the best. And look, you obviously know him really well. So, yeah. um, you know, you, you did a bit of training with him too, did yeah, you? Yeah, I've done Graham for 10 years, so it's, it's good to see Graham in a good place. And it's good to see him, like, over the last couple of years, I, I said it to him in the interview, is like, is it like, you know, a motivational speaker? And he doesn't see himself as that as such. Yeah. But he's doing some fantastic work in kind of motivating kids and teenagers, as he said there. And again, let's consider their mental health, which I suppose isn't talked about as openly as it should be perhaps no. and Graham's done a fantastic job with it in long yeah, and that's the power of sport as well that, you know you can get I suppose people especially boys that, that mightn't traditionally open up mm-hmm. to, to teachers or adults or whatever you know get them in that environment where they're with their mates or they're with someone they look up to a coach or whatever and they can chat about you know things that are going wrong or things that they're finding difficult and have a fella like him to look up to um, look as can illustrates the, the power of sport and you know the benefits of sport for kids so yeah look fantastic work done by him yes certainly so alright uh, running out of time just going to hear briefly from our Galway boss Shane O'Neill after they beat Tipperary today in the Alliance National Hurling League 
game. It didn't look like that uh, we'd be talking about a coin toss for playing against Wexford next weekend. Yeah, um, I'm not too sure. Um, maybe what you, you, you were you were expecting, but I suppose um, you know we're playing the Ireland champions here, and it was a tough match, tough first half, really tough second half. But from our perspective, we're just delighted that uh, we uh, got the win and that we're creating a really competitive squad at the moment. By no means a perfect performance, I'm sure you'd say yourself, but at the same time, I'm sure you must be very happy as well that they kept the heads up, they didn't drop, and they kept going until eventually Conor Whelan broke through, and that just gave them the confidence in the lift. Yeah, um, in fairness, they're, we're, we're, we're actually trying to do the right things all the time. Um, it's not going to happen all the time, particularly in March, so we're um, uh, just trying to create um, something with the lads to continue to trust in what they're doing, and they are, and uh, I thought over, particularly in the second half, um, that they played extremely well. They definitely did, and the interesting thing as well was the fact that they managed to outplay Tipperary's, and you can see the Tipperary confidence ebb away, which is what probably your game plan was, keep doing things the right way, it might not always work out, but if you keep focus on the right thing, it eventually works out. Yeah, exactly, and, and that's what we've been trying to do, but I suppose um, the whole thing has been based on having a, a really strong work ethic, and I think um, from the word go, that was the case, it was disappointing to see the goal virtually from the throw-in, you know, maybe switched off at the start, weren't, weren't tuned in quickly enough, but after that did extremely well, except for just before half-time when um, they scored 1-1 or 1-2 or, or very quickly, so we, we again, we kind of possibly tuned out a small bit there, but overall, um, happy enough, yeah. How do you work on that tuning in and out? Because I know it's, it's very easy for us to say watching it, but it takes a huge amount of concentration to stay on for over 70 minutes. It does, but there's just so much happening uh, now, like the uh, game has gone so tactical as well, so players are maybe expecting a particular matchup or expecting a player to go into, into a particular position and then he doesn't so it's about being able to react uh, to those situations um, and um, have sufficient communication on the pitch so um, every game is different though hey, Thank you very much for your time that's Shane O'Neill there speaking after a Galway's win over Tipperary. Plenty of goals in that game and uh, looking um, very, very good indeed against uh, Tipperary. Looked a bit uh, lacklustre today, it has to be said. Uh, we are almost out of time. Our competition on the show tonight, uh, we had a pair of tickets to give away uh, to Cork City and Bohemians happening at Turners Cross this coming Friday night. Hasn't been the best of starts for Cork City. Uh, just one win in uh, four games, beaten by St. Pat's on Friday night. So, uh, uh, a lot of work to do for the Rebel Army of course the, the takeover still or talk of a possible takeover still uh, lurking in the background for the Rebel Army so that's still there uh, but they're taking on Bohemians on Friday night and fingers crossed they can get a, a result there like they did against Shelburne uh, two weeks ago but uh, we were giving away a pair of tickets for that on the show tonight um, all you have to do is uh, text the same word Rebel Army and your name and the name we have drawn out of the hat is Ashton Kelly from Carrigaline, congratulations indeed. Uh, we'll be in touch about how you can get your tickets for Cork City against Bohemians uh, this coming Friday night. We'll have to get you down to the cross tomorrow. Yeah, definitely. You'll have to get me a jersey first, though. <laughs> when I go down, like like a, like a true fan. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like we heard from Neil Fenn on yesterday's show. So, still a lot of work I, for our Cork City to do. I assume you'll have the, the corporate box ready for me, and you know the <laughs> the dinner and everything, three course meal and everything. Will you? Yeah, we'll have all that sorted. Yeah, it might be a fish supper from a local uh, chipper and uh, the posh box might just be a seat with a covered stand in it but don't knock that. that don't knock that either can't go wrong with that uh, but that's pretty much it from our show for you this evening thanks very much indeed uh, for tuning our way on the Big Red Bench this evening we'll be back next Saturday and Sunday from 6pm unless 
all the sport gets cancelled because of the coronavirus, which I'm joking aside, yeah. is a distinct possibility. Yeah, it's 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 got to that stage now where it's just accelerating and, and I suppose the, it's just been passed on so much. Mm. Look, you hear new case after case, now day after day in Ireland and look, we're all going to be exposed to it. Some, to some extent, you hear the predictions from the HSE are pretty stark. So, yeah, um, yeah look, it's a strong possibility that sport will have to be cancelled and look, whatever, whatever's good for public health um, will have Certainly. to happen. So, look, we may have a few weeks off, yeah. <laughs> Might have that, uh, yeah. But uh, hopefully uh, Ireland and France will go ahead in the Six Nations uh, next uh, weekend. So looking forward to that one. Of course, Cork City taking on Bohemians next week as well. So a busy weekend of sport on the way. Right, we're out of time. Our podcast will be online shortly. You can get that on redextra.ie or on Apple Podcasts uh, or Spotify Podcasts. We launched the Ladies Football Podcast with Jeremy McCarthy during the week. So you can get that on our podcast as well and keep an eye out for future episodes on that and uh, as I say follow us on social media at Big Red Bench on Twitter on Instagram and on Facebook we're back next Saturday from 6 Alan Donovan's up next with Green on Red bring you three hours of the best Irish music between now and 10pm right here on Cork's Red FM breakfast on Cork's Red FM back tomorrow morning from 6 enjoy the rest of your Sunday night folks and uh, we'll talk to you next weekend The Big Red Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm Cork's Red FM